are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 22 to 30 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. And as a lifelong fan, I am excited for the season, and we have a lot to get into on today's show. The Giants have named an opening day starter. Yesterday's game was televised, and there was there were a lot of positives to take out of the game. Anthony DiSclefani among them. And then the Giants also made some roster moves yesterday, optioning Jason Vossler probably being the most surprising of those roster moves. So it's tough to even know where to start. I suppose the most headline-grabbing news is that the Giants have named their opening day starter. We on this show talked about this the other day, and I was like very passionately saying it needed to be Kevin Gosman and not Johnny Cueto. Well, the right decision was made. Kevin Gosman is going to be the Giants' opening day starter in 2021 against the Seattle Mariners on April 1st, a week from today. And it's totally the right move. Gosman emerged as, I mean, he basically pitched like an ace in 2020. I'm not saying expect him to be an ace, but a front type of the rotation starter, front of the rotation type starter, is, I think, pretty realistic. I mean, it's not every day you just wake up and find a pitcher with the type of swing and miss dominant stuff that Gosman has, and you're able to throw him out there, and he can command it. I mean, he just looked kind of like the whole package. I mean, if there's one thing that I can criticize, maybe it's that there's no real good third pitch, although he has been working on his slider this spring. But in other news, Johnny Cueto is going to start the second game of the season. So to me, that's a little bit odd, but I do understand it. It's not like the Giants have a super well-established second-tier starter. I mean, Anthony DiSclefani made a case for being that guy yesterday in this televised game. And honestly, at the end of the year, I fully expect that Anthony DiSclefani will have established himself as probably the Giants' second-best pitcher. Maybe Logan Webb could have a shot based on how he's pitched this spring, but I don't think it's going to be Johnny Cueto. So giving Cueto the second game, I mean, does it really matter like the order in which you throw out your pitchers? Probably not so much. It's just a, you know, like who's in your rotation. It's not so much about the order that they go in. So I'm not losing sleep over Johnny Cueto being the second starter, but... You know, to me, it puts a little added pressure on winning that first game because I don't have a lot of confidence in Cueto's ability to go out there and pitch well 
in 2021. He, you know, Cueto was excellent in year one of this six-year deal with the Giants. And in, I think in year two, he was pretty good too. But the wheels kind of fell off. He had Tommy John surgery. And he just hasn't been able to get it back. And he's he's getting up there in age and the velocity has gone away a little bit. So, you know, it's no fault of his own. This is just what happens to pitchers as they get older. But, you know, as we'll talk about in a minute, Anthony DiSclafani has the ability to be maybe a number two, like a legit number two starter for the Giants. DiSclafani has had some really good seasons with the Cincinnati Reds playing in the Great American Small Park, as it's maybe not so affectionately known. So, you know, we'll also talk more about this game, but I'm feeling pretty good about this Giants team as we get closer to opening day. Kevin Gosman is a solid pitcher to have at the front of your rotation. Lo- the way Logan Webb has thrown, the way DiScofani is throwing, and then the hitting. And honestly, the bullpen too. They're just... They're a little bit underrated, and to me, maybe the most underrated team in all of baseball, possibly, maybe the National League, certainly. So time will tell how it all works out, but we do know that Kevin Gosman, a week from today, Thursday, is going to have the ball in that start against the Mariners, and guess what? I think he gives them a really good chance to win that baseball game. Anyway, coming up next... We're going to talk about yesterday's game, and then later on we're going to talk about these roster moves, including a mildly surprising optioning of Jason Vossler. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use on more important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Random example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2005-2010 to 2010 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store, and just $216.79 at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or even account logins. Best of all, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. All right, so I'm really excited to get to talk about this game. But first, I need you to know that you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski is amazing, and he updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. It's really a great show, so follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. I'm hoping one day that I can be on the Locked On Today podcast, and it would be if the Giants do something really relevant or you know if we had these shows in 2010 12 and 14 i would have been a regular contributor on that show so anyway 
the Giants are on their way, in my opinion. So we're going to talk about this game. It is a spring training game. Big caveat, you know, before I just totally get worked up over this. It it was a spring game, but I know a lot of you watched this game and you saw what I saw. And that was Anthony DiScalfani has some nasty stuff. And his mentality is just to attack. And, I, and he works quick. He's got a good fastball. And he's got a good breaker and a good changeup. So he's got some good pitches. And he ended up going four innings. I think it was four plus. Yeah, he came out in the fifth with a runner on. And he had eight strikeouts. Eight strikeouts in four innings. And this was a, this was a good Padres lineup that they threw out there. Pham, Machado, Cronenworth, Hosmer, Myers, Hasung Kim. Those are starters. I mean, Tatis wasn't in there. He kind of tweaked his shoulder the other day. But, you know, this was a real test, and DiScofani passed with flying colors. He did give up a solo home run to Will Myers. What else is new? Will Myers killing the Giants, even in spring training. But, I mean, it's hard not to be encouraged by the way DiScofani was throwing the ball. And it's also hard not to be encouraged when you start to just look at the track record. Like, the track record of the Giants finding guys who perform well and maybe even above expectations. Like Kevin Gosman came in here last year coming off a down year. A lot of people out there, Twitter, you know, keyboard warriors after the Giants signed uh, Kevin Gosman saying that he was trash and he was, you know, it was a terrible signing by the Giants. Why would they give $9 million to this guy? Because he had he struggled. I mean, if you look at the ERA, he did not have a good year the previous year. But what does he do in 2020? Well, he comes out and pitches beautifully. So well, in fact, that he more than doubles his salary for the next year. So Disclefani, he recognizes that. Kevin Gosman was was his teammate in Cincinnati. So this this stuff gets talked about and players are aware of it. Agents are aware of it. The Giants are building a reputation for making their own players better. Helping the players get better on their own is another way to say that. But DiSclefani could be next in line. I mean, if you just look at the stuff and you look at the track record of the Giants and also DiSclefani's track record, it's not like he's just some total scrub. He's had some really good seasons in Cincinnati. Like in 2019, this dude threw 166 and two-thirds innings and had a 3.89 ERA in Cincinnati. That is a good season. And in 2016, in 123 and a third innings, he had a 3.28 ERA. So he's not someone to scoff at at all, and I think we're seeing that. I hadn't seen a lot of Anthony DiScofani, but I just like his mentality on the mound. He just attacks. And he's got some really good pitches. And if he can command them, I think that's probably the key for him. But, you know, when he's commanding those pitches and throwing the breaking ball in the dirt with two strikes, throwing the change up for strikes, throwing the fastball up in the zone, he's tough. And so that's what we saw last night. And it's exciting. I have no doubt he's probably going to be the number three starter to start the season. So all of a sudden, when you've got to face... Gosman and DiSclefani in a series there that's tough and then on top of that you throw out the Giants lineup which to me that element may be their most underrated 
element. This team scored the eighth most runs in baseball last year. I know it was 60 games, but they just hit. They just hit and hit and hit. And the guys who did it were on display yesterday. Mike Yastrzemski hit a Bonzian home run. I said on Twitter, left on left crime. I mean, it was against Adrian Morihone, who's like this nasty young lefty. And Yastrzemski has no problem. Like, he has just impressed me so much against left-handed pitchers. On the broadcast, they were talking about how Yastrzemski's 2020 splits show that he did just as well, if not better, against lefties. So I just have to say, normally, I would throw those out. You can't really make a judgment based on platoon splits in a one-season sample, let alone a 60-game season sample. He probably had like 40 plate appearances against lefties, maybe 60 in 2020. I could look it up, but I know that he didn't have a lot. Even in a full season, it's far too few. You need like a whole career to to really gauge platoon splits. But all it really takes, I mean, Yastrzemski has just done so well against lefties that I'm convinced he can hit lefties. The, the walk-off splash hit against the Padres last year was against a lefty, Matt Strom. Down the stretch against the Padres last year, he had some incredible at-bats, drawing walks, taking tough pitches, fouling off tough pitches against some lefties, some nasty lefties in really important games. And then here last night, he hits this, this blast. And I said again on Twitter that I haven't seen left-handed power like that from a Giants player since Barry Bonds. Yastrzemski has played 161 games in his career, major league games, and he has 31 homers. So he's a legitimate, to me, 30 home run guy potentially over the course of a full season. So I know I missed Hot Take Tuesday on Tuesday. My Some of my listeners pointed that out. My first time, my first chance to remember to do it the following Tuesday, and I missed it. But I'll just do a Hot Take Tuesday on a Thursday right now. Yastrzemski's going to hit 30 home runs in 2021, and he's going to be the first giant to do it since Barry Lamar Bonds. Also getting in on the action last night, Donovan Solano and Austin Slater. Solano... I mean, we all talk about the BABIP, you know, batting average on balls in play. And it's true. You're not going to sustain the level that he's at, which is over 400 the last couple of years. Just not going to happen. But could he be 350, 360 in the, in the average on balls in play? He could. It's just hard to deny what we're seeing with our eyes, which is that this dude can hit. He just rolls out of bed and hits, hits, hits. Like he could hit at any time, I'm convinced. Donovan Solano knows how to hit. I don't know what got into him since joining the Giants. I don't know if they helped him unlock something, but it's hard for me to sit here and say, oh, it's all just luck. Like, come on, we've seen it. He's not just lucky. He hits line drives all over the field all the time. Maybe he's the guy who breaks batting average on balls in play. Maybe he's the one exception to the rule and he can sustain a 400 BABIP. I doubt it. I don't mean to come on here and say that's what I actually think. But, I mean, come on. He can hit. He can flat out hit. And he he just has done it in spring training. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if he just does it again in the regular season. And then Slater homered against a righty. That deserves a lot of attention, but I don't really have time to elaborate on that. 
but it's great to see Slater healthy. He started in center field, which is a big deal. You know, they, they have some depth issues in center, perhaps. Dubon is like their only, quote, true center fielder, even though he's just started the position recently. So, you know, Slater being able to play center would help them have some some options that they didn't otherwise have. So coming up next, we're going to talk about these roster moves. These are really interesting, so you're going to want to stick around for that. But first, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and baseball is just one week away. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Lots of baseball action you can get in on at BetOnline. We'll be talking about it a lot as the season goes on. I feel like there's some opportunities there, so go and check out what they've got to offer. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. How are we going to do that? Well, it's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is mint brownie versus coconut marshmallow puffs. It's like Built Bar is taunting me with all this coconut. You guys know. You guys give me a hard time on Twitter about not liking coconut. I'm voting mint brownie. How are you voting? Let me know, and be sure to go to BuiltBar.com or follow them on Twitter to vote on today's matchup. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. All right, so next we're going to talk about these roster moves. Jason Vossler had a great spring, but he was optioned. So we'll talk about the significance of that and discuss the other moves that the Giants made. The Locked On MLB Division Preview Series continues on Locked On MLB today. Every episode from now until the 31st features in-depth looks at each team in every division. It's all on the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now. Follow Locked on MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. But getting to the roster moves, Jason Vossler definitely being the, the standout move. They also optioned Sam Selman. So a little bit more clarity in the bullpen. We have not talked about Selman as someone who I thought was likely to make the roster. We've mentioned him a thousand times about just one of these optionable bullpen options that they have. They also reassigned Silvino Bracho, Rico Garcia, Joe McCarthy, and Phil Pfeiffer to minor league camp. There's a lot to cover when I name all those guys. Rico Garcia is going to have Tommy John surgery. You may re remember Garcia from last year. Giants brought him in in the offseason, and he made some appearances at the major league level. Didn't really go well for Rico Garcia, but he's going to have Tommy John. So, you know, obviously a very tough break. 
he joins Daniel Nunez as two giants, unfortunately, who are going to have Tommy John surgery in the next few days. Joe McCarthy, he's he he's like a punching bag for Giants fans, I think. People did not like that Joe McCarthy was on the opening day roster last year. He went 0 for 10 and had like a zillion strikeouts. He's a good depth piece to have, though. I mean, he was considered a pretty good prospect for the Rays. Super selective at the plate. Kind of gets on base as his number one skill, but he, he also has some power, can play some defense. So it's good to have him. He's not on the 40-man roster, so he's there. It's good to have that insurance option. But you guys don't care about that so much. Probably you want to talk about Jason Vossler and then a little bit about Sam Selman. So Vossler is a really interesting case for the San Francisco Giants. He was, I think, their first offseason acquisition. Giants signed him to a major league contract in the offseason. And a lot of people, myself kind of included, were like, who is this guy? But he's he's been a pretty good prospect for the Cubs and Padres. And he reached minor league free agency, and the Giants apparently called him like the second they could. The first moment they had an opportunity, they called him up and said, we want you to sign with us. We'll give you a major league contract. So what that major league contract means is simply that he's on the 40-man roster. does not mean that he's like on the major league roster. So they did have to option him. They use his first option year. And, you know, what does he do? He comes into spring, and he was among the most impressive players, if not the number one most impressive Left-handed bat, can play third, can play second, has played some short, has played some first, has played some corner outfield. So very versatile, and I was impressed watching the quality of his at-bats. He struggled at times, but he also rebounded and just had quality at-bats for most of the spring. So he looked like a guy who could fit the, the Major League roster well before the Giants signed Tommy LaStella. LaStella basically is identical in that he's left-handed and plays those infield positions that Vossler plays. So it was tough to see his fit on the Major League roster, although we did say just the other day that if Belt starts the season on the injured list, Vossler could be the guy who makes the roster. He could be that first call-up if there's an injury. And I stand by that. And it's still possible that that um, if they put Belt on the injured list, Belt coming back from COVID and mono and heel surgery, just a crazy offseason for him, that they, they still could call up Vossler. I think there's an exception. Normally, guys have to spend at least 10 days in the minors, uh, but I think there's an exception if you put someone on the injured list. I'll have to look into that, and we'll definitely talk about it if it happens. But it also is a fact that the Giants are facing all these left-handed starting pitchers with the Mariners to start the season. So Vossler would not crack an opening day lineup or even a lineup in that whole series, even if Belt is on the injured list. They're going to load up with their righties. We're going to see Flores, Solano, Ruff, Slater. You know, that whole gang is going to be starting in Seattle. So we will see Vossler. I don't think we need to get our pitchforks over this at all. He's going to get a shot at some point this year. We make a little bit too big of a deal out of the opening day roster. It is going to change and probably change a lot over the course of a season. 
So Vossler will get his chance, but it does become super like interesting. Who's going to make that opening day roster, especially if somebody has to go on the injured list? Could be Lamont Wade Jr., could be Vossler still, but for now, he's been optioned. So Sam Selman being a lefty in the pen, they still have like a zillion left-handed potential relievers to make that opening day roster. We know Jake McGee is going to be there. We know Harleen Garcia is going to make it. Jose Alvarez is going to make it. So there, there's three guys right there. And then you've also got like Caleb Berger, Wandy Peralta. And I'm forgetting like three other guys off the top of my head. But anyway, that is all the time we have for today. We'll talk more about all of this tomorrow and or do a mailbag. It's going to be a good show no matter what. Uh, we did a mailbag earlier in the week, so I'm debating whether or not to do one tomorrow. But be on the lookout for a prompt on Twitter. You can follow me there at Ben Kaspic. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. You guys have been doing that, and I read them all, and you guys are amazing. So thank you so much. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. So until then, we'll see you next time.